Matthew chapter 11. We're in this series called Chosen, and it's really important that you follow along in God's Word because one of the things, well, the only thing that I believe is really that's going to change your life, it is God's Word. So Matthew chapter 11, it starts by saying this in verse 28. 28, if you are tired from carrying heavy burdens, come to me and I will give you rest. Take the yoke I give you, put it on your shoulders and learn from me. He says, let me teach you how to rest. I am gentle and humble, and you will find rest for your soul. I love how this verse is read in the message translation. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Come to me, and you'll recover your life, and I'll show you a real rest. For the next few moments, I want to talk from a title, from a message titled, I'm Tired of Being Tired. I'm Tired of Being Tired. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, let us find rest in you, in you alone. And Father, if there's anything in our life that we're using to give us rest that's not of you, I pray that you help us to be restless until we find it in you. And everybody said real loud, amen. Amen. You can grab a seat and grab a seat. I don't know. I wanted to start with a question. I have a tendency to do this. Most of my sermons kind of spark themselves from questions. And tonight I wanted to ask you all the question corporately, aren't you tired of being tired? Aren't you, or, and if you're in this room and you may say you're feeling restless because there's something that I've noticed about people, there's something I've noticed about your generation, there's something I've noticed about our current culture, is that anytime I see someone and I ask them how they're doing, they respond by, I'm tired. And it's interesting to me that that kind of seems to be the common theme of our life, that we always have a tendency to say the same thing, yet we do different things, yet it's burdened, I feel tired. Aren't you sick how to find rest being tired? One of the things we want you as chosen people to be aware of is how to find rest in the stress of life. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if your neighbor knows this, but life can be stressful. Do you agree with this? I don't know if you agree with this. I know I personally agree with this. Life can feel so heavy sometimes that I don't really know what to do. And sometimes all I do is read God's word or go to prayer. But then sometimes, even though God is good and he's gracious and he's kind and he gives the best gifts, sometimes he doesn't give me an answer for the stress that I have in my life. And I just feel this restlessness. I'm sure you've noticed that we live in a stressed out, burned out, anxious, depressed, and heavily medicated world. Some of you have friends who are on every prescription under the sun. Some of you have parents that are heavily medicated. Some of you are heavily medicated. Why? Because we live in a stressed out world. And I believe the Bible has principles and Jesus shows us patterns that if we embody them, that if we embrace them, we will find rest for our souls. Because anyone that has ever been tired knows that tired isn't just physical. When you're tired, it's not just physically tired. No, you can be emotionally tired. People drain your emotions. You can be mentally tired. When you come from a long day of school, you'll be like, I don't want to learn anything else. You know, you can even be spiritually tired. Aren't you tired of being tired? And according to the verses we just read, rest is as spiritual as much as it is physical because we don't just need rest for our bodies. No, young people, you need rest for your souls. But real rest is only found in Jesus. With that being said, as I said earlier, people have a tendency to say, I'm tired. Or they say this, I can't sleep. I stayed up too late. 
I need to go to sleep earlier, but I can't. I need to rest. It's so ironic as if to say you're too tired to rest. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge that phrase that many of us often use. I believe we have allowed the words, I'm tired, that phrase, I'm tired, to have too much power in our life. We've allowed, I'm tired, to progress not just from a statement but to a confession. And now you walk around not realizing that it is now, it dictates your relationships, it dictates your work ethic, it dictates everything in your life because you say, I'm tired. What does that mean? What, why does that even matter, Pastor Will? Because listen to this, the most important things you will ever say often come after the words, I am. The most important things you will ever say oftentimes come after the words, I am. What's, what do you say after you say, I am? I am is more than a statement. It's a confession. And please hear me. If you say it long enough, you will experience it soon enough. You keep saying, I'm tired. I promise you, you will experience it soon enough if you haven't already. What we're talking about is rest. I'm tired. And I don't know about you, but uh, I, I don't know if people are always honest with you, but as your youth pastor, as somebody who wants to be honest, open, and transparent, I myself sometimes get tired. I told the team not too long ago, about a few weeks ago, honestly, I'm tired. And then this verse came to me. It was in Galatians, and it's the urge of being tired. And then the whole, don't grow tired. I'm talking about, Will, you should grow in every area of your life except tired. Don't grow tired. I'm talking about finding rest for your soul. And what happens is exhaustion, burnout, and tiredness happens when the demands on you outweigh the devotion in you. We won't drive ourselves to God's word. We won't even drive ourselves to God's presence. We won't drive ourselves around God's people. We find ourselves trying to do everything in our own might, in our own power, when devotional life is what leads your life. We've mastered work and busyness, and we minimize devotion. I'll say it this way. When's the last time you just at home listen to worship music? Pastor Will, I can't read the Bible. It's too, it's too hard. When's the last time? Our, our technology is so advanced, you let the Bible read itself to you. When's the last time you came into a church service and you got all the bad habits, all the bad experiences, all your ideas of church and pastors and leaders and people out of your head and just sat in the room and received? When was the last time you rested? And the reason we need to go to God to find rest when we are tired is because he is an everlasting God. Because he has the power to outlast not just my problems, your problems. He has the power to keep going and going and going when I cannot. And I know Kevin Gates may be known for saying the phrase, but God is the one who says, I don't get tired. He can't get tired. He is the everlasting God. Pastor Will, I need some Bible for that. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths, that's not a, misspe a misspelling or a mispronunciation, even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. He doesn't get weary doesn't get tired. He never sleeps. In Psalm, it says he never, he never slumbers. He doesn't get tired. In that verse, it says he's so powerful. Listen to this. He is so powerful that he can give you power and still not run out of any. 
He's so lasting. He's so eternal that he can give you some time on this earth and still not run out of time himself. He's everlasting. And we find our rest in him. I know you may be tired, but he will give you rest, power, and strength. So whether you're tired from staying up too late, whether you're tired because you're stressed out, whether you're tired because you're burned out, overwhelmed, whatever it is, I want to ask you the question, aren't you tired of being tired? You know, tiredness should be a place we visit, not a place we live in. There's nothing wrong with being tired, but you should visit there. You shouldn't live there. God doesn't want us to operate from striving and straining, but from resting. Why? Because there's nothing more powerful than a person. You're quicker. You're better dressed. It's a better person when you're resting. You turn in your homework. You say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, to your parents. I mean, all the, you're just a better person when you're rested. And I don't know about y'all, but I plan to keep doing this for the rest of my life. I may not, it may not be in a youth ministry context, but I plan on trying to lead people to Jesus for the rest of my life to the best of my ability. But in order for me to do that, I'm go, if I'm, if I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, I, ha, I need to have proper rest in my life. Because in order to play the long game, you have to have a strategic plan with rest included. Some of you, this message is going to save and change your life. Because I know in this world where uh, honesty and transparency, in fact, I know in this world where vulnerability feels uncomfortable. For some, it really feels uncomfortable. I've been so vulnerable with people, they start crying. I mean, they're just like, you're, you're too much. And then I've been around some people, they tell me too much, but they need somebody to tell. And some of you, you come in here and you don't say anything and you think we don't know, but aren't you tired keeping everything in? Aren't you tired of not having somebody that you can just run and talk to and just sit down for a minute, somebody who won't judge you, somebody who won't condemn you, but loves you enough to tell you the truth about you? Oh, I get it. I know what it is. We, we love the idea. We love the, the idea that we can go to somebody and tell them about how, how we are and who we really are. That's really not a person in social media. Because on there you can pretend, but aren't you tired of being tired? Some of you, this message will change you. And others of you, you've been operating at a, pa- a pace that's not sustainable. You're running and not realizing you're running out. You're just exhausted. So please hear me. Hear this warning. In fact, it's point number one. If you don't take a break, you will break. If you don't take a break, you will break. Some of y'all are like, man, Pastor Will, I can't go back. I can't wait to go to school tomorrow. As a matter of fact, fall break coming up, I'm ready for a break. But Pastor Will, when school goes back, I can't wait to tell my teacher, we need to establish a recess back in high school. I can't wait. We need a break. We need a break every 15 minutes. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is if you don't rest, you will break. See, you can choose to rest voluntarily or you'll be forced to rest involuntarily. I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase, but there's a legitimate medical thing where it says your body will physically shut down if it doesn't get the rest needed to survive. I don't know if you've ever been there. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was just talking uh, about how Lindsay responds to restlessness. And when, when Lindsay is really, really, really tired, she starts crying. When she's really overwhelmed, she just cries. When I'm really, really tired, I stay up later than I'm supposed to. I, I, I know that's not good, but then I just, I got to go to bed. That's my response. But even, even in that, when I stay up too late, what I try to do is I try to stay up as late as I possibly can until I fall asleep. And sometimes I fall asleep in the recliner, and that's not good because I'm not getting a good night's sleep because then I got a crick in my neck, and then I got to go to bed, and I try to sleep for three hours, and then I got to get up early, and it's just not helping. What I'm saying to you is if you don't break, you will break. 
And I know this is anti-cultural in our hustle and grind, things like this. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Sleep now, you will be dead. If you don't break, you will break. Not realizing that they may end up in an early grave. Now, I'm all for naps. I don't know if you like naps. Hopefully, you're a Sunday evening type person after church. You like to go take you a little nappy nap. That is great. I love naps. It's hard for me to take naps. I used to have, a, I used to have FOMO when I was a kid, so naps weren't my friend. But now, your boy got a little bit older, and we got a kid on the way. I'm learning that naps are important. So when Lucy goes to sleep, I'm going to sleep. I like naps. I'm all for naps. I'm all for rest. I'm all for getting a good night's rest. But I also want you to understand that sleep doesn't equal rest. Pastor Will, what do you mean? I'll explain. Then what is rest? Rest is to be at peace. Rest doesn't mean to be in bed. It means to be at peace. Psalm 4.8 says, in peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. It's hard. The reason I think your generation is so tired, number one, is because you don't have a safe place to rest. Some of you, your home isn't safe. I know you're probably afraid to say it. I'll say it for you. Your home doesn't feel safe. Because when you leave this room, you got to go back to the hell that you've been living in. And I'm sorry. For others of you, you can't, you can't go to school because you're around friends and they're not real friends, so you can't find real rest because you're afraid if you tell them what you're really going through, they're going to tell everybody else. Psalm 62.1, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. Not only does salvation come from God, rest comes from God. Psalm 127.2, it is useless for you to work so hard from early, early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. If you're a follower of Jesus, you love Jesus and he loves you and he wants to give you rest, aren't you tired of being tired? Medically, medically the quality of your rest determines the pace of your healing. You talk to any medical professional, you talk to any doctor, the quality of your rest determines the pace of your healing. Watch this. Spiritually, the quality of your rest determines the peace in your life. You got to rest. Sleep is not rest. Unfortunately, phrases like I'll sleep when I'm dead are repeated and celebrated like a verbal badge of honor in a culture where work and busyness divine us. And you go, 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 go. And we measure the value of our days by how much we get done. We measure our worth with the amount of work we get done. You equate good days to busy days, full of going and seeing and doing and completing. And we think when we're no longer physically capable of doing anything else, we finally stop to close our eyes and then our minds start racing. Aren't you tired? Of being tired. Some of you are like, Pastor Will, you're in my bedroom right now because I, I get in that bed with a button just to cut your brain off. Think about what I think about. I just want to just, I just I, Pastor Will, I don't want to think about anything else. I think about too much. I, wanna, I don't want to think about what I think about. I just want to, I want to rest. And when we do this, we don't live according to God's example and God's design, God's design and we find ourselves living at a pace that God didn't bless. You become a tired Christian because you're trying to earn and deserve a grace, a love, a forgiveness, a mercy, a favor that was freely given to you. We rush and we hurry and we get busy and we overbook and underdeliver. And then we get tired, 
frustrated, anxious, stressed, and disappointed. Please hear me. You will always be tired if you're, if you're not on God's tempo and time. There is a pace to God. There is a pace to grace. There is a way that he moves. If you look, look at the world, everything has a rhythm. Look at, look at the sun and the moon. Look at the stars. Look at, look, look, look at the ocean. Look at the tide. It comes in and it comes out. Look at the seasons. You got winter, summer, spring, fall. Everything has a tempo and a time. If you read Ecclesiastes, it says there's a time for everything. And what we do is we get outside of God's time. Listen to music. Everything's about time. Please hear me. You will always be tired if you're not on God's tempo. Isn't it crazy to think that God is never in a hurry, but he's always on time? I'll sleep when I'm dead. I don't know why people say that. And here's the thing for those of you, as I read that verse earlier, some of you, you may work so hard. And, yes, you may have a full bank account, but you got an empty soul. Here's, here's another one. You may have success, but at the expense of peace. You may have a lot of friends, but you're not getting a lot of sleep. Point number two, please write this down. Rest isn't to hinder you, it's to help you. Rest isn't to hinder you, it's to help you. God gave it so he can help you. I've realized that we don't know how to rest. We seem to be resisting rest. And, I, and I, we say this, and I get it, rest will always be met with resistance. I, I get that. It seems like the moment you finally get that, some peace and some quiet, some solitude away from the crazy people in your life, away from the crazy things in your life, the moment you're about to rest, it feels like there's something that wants to take it away. Somebody pops up in, in, in your room. Somebody shows up in the classroom. Somebody sends you a text message. Somebody shows up, and they say something to you, and it's like, man, I thought I was about to rest. There will always be something fighting against your rest. But thank God in him we can receive the rest for our life because you would live a better life, a fruitful life, a fulfilled life if you would stop resisting rest. And here's what's crazy to me. I haven't been in church all my life, but over the past decade, greater side of a decade of following Jesus, over the last 10 to 12 years or so, not once. I've never met those people. Like, never met anybody that did. Pastor Will, I killed this dude last night. Bang, bang. You'll be proud of me. Aren't you proud of me? I've never met anybody that did that. Not one. I've never met somebody. Nobody's ever come up to me and was like, Pastor Will, I lied to 27 people yesterday. They all believe me. Nobody's ever come to me and said that. No one has ever in my life so far, I hope that you don't do these things, has ever come to me and says, Pastor Will, I was with someone else. I cheated on a person. No one's ever confessed these things. Because if somebody came up to me and said, Pastor Will, I killed a dude last night. Bang, bang, it was over. You should shot him. Shot in the head, shot in the heart. It was over. He dropped like a bad habit. Like, I've never met anybody that did this. Because then they'd be like, aren't you proud of me? I'm like, no, psycho. Where's the security team? Call the police. Get this dude out of here. <laughs> you just confessed to a crime. I'm a snitch now. I'm a civilian. I don't know about y'all, but that's just kind of where I align. But no one does that. We don't brag about breaking the Ten Commandments except one. Pastor Will, what do you mean? No, people in this world who are alcoholics, but in the church we brag, oh, excuse me, workaholics, but in the church we brag about not resting. People in the world are workaholics, but in the church you literally brag about not resting. Pastor Will, I, I got to get it. I got to get mine. I got to make it. 
And we celebrate by saying things like this, no days off. For those of you who, who subscribe to that kind of conversation, that kind of talk, you go to the gym, you live in the gym 24-7, 365. I'm trying to get real, Pastor Will. I'm trying to get swole. You're in the gym. We're trying to lose weight. I promise you, if you don't let your body rest, you will do this thing that they talk about in fitness called plateau. Even if you're like, Pastor Will, I'm fasting. It's more of a diet, but I'm fasting. I'm not going to eat for 40 days. I'm just going to drink water. Yeah, that's cool if you did that, but I promise you, we see you on day like 37 and you got the shakies. We were like, something's wrong. You're not going to make it. Got to let your body rest. And I just want to tell you, I don't think that's okay. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's what God intended for you. How, matter of fact, I'll ask you, how's that working out for you? I know you're strong. I know you're tough. I know, I know you, you, get, you got a little bit about yourself, and it'll work for a little while, but it will eventually catch up with you. You weren't built to be nonstop. You're not the energizer bunny. You can't just keep going and going and going. Matter of fact, I don't even know if y'all like batteries, but my batteries that I use don't keep going and going. I got to keep going to the store and get some more batteries. Like, it seems to not work. Even batteries got to rest. You need rest. Aren't you tired of being tired? Point number three, the pause in your life is what gives you power. The pause in your life is what gives you power. The power is not in your strength. It's in your pause. And I'm not going to lose my peace and eventually my pulse because I refuse to pause. Not me. I want to keep doing this. So when was the last time you took the time to reflect on how you spend your time? When, when, what is it in your life that, that gives you rest? And what is it that is in your life that's draining the life out of you? The devil is not the one that's causing the destruction to keep looking at in the mirror. In our lives, the thing that's causing the restlessness in your life is the person you keep looking at in the mirror. You keep staying up too late playing video games. You keep staying up all late at night telling myself, I just love him, Pastor Will. He just, he just be reading my mind. Like, you, this is your fault. You're the one that stays up all night texting people. You're the one that's staying up all night eating snacks when you should be going to bed. You're the one that's staying up all night past your curfew, violating your parents' rules. Aren't you tired of being tired? Pause in your life is what gives you power. Rest is a part of what we know as the Ten Commandments. It's the list of God's top ten. It's one of God's top tens. God is saying the sin of not resting, listen to this, is equivalent in importance to murder, adultery, stealing, lying, worshiping idols, jealousy. We take, we take this lightly what God takes seriously. Exodus, you say, Pastor Will, you said it was one of the Ten Commandments. It is. I'm going to read it to you. Exodus 20, verse 8. First word, remember. Only one of the Ten Commandments start with the word remember. Point number four, remember to rest. Remember. Because in his sovereignty, in his divine wisdom, he knew we would forget to rest. Could it be that God knew about his creation that we're so prone to forget? I don't know if you noticed this. Not all, it's not just your parents. It's not just you. Because I've been talking to people, and I've been having full-fledged conversations. I did it a few hours ago and literally forgot what I was talking about. But I don't know if you know this, but we have a tendency to forget. Could it be that God had the foresight to know that this would be one of the things we would forget? Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Listen to this play on words. Busy isn't working. It's not working. Being busy is not working in your life. 
Some of you, and I've been through a season of it, I used to love when people come to me like, man, boy, I was going to call you the other day, but I just knew you were busy. I was like, yeah, I am busy. AKA, I'm too busy for you. That's not true. It was selfishness. It was pride. In me, and I'm being honest with you right now, and I'm here to tell you, busy isn't working. It hasn't worked. It'll never work. Rest will either be a delight or it will be your discipline. Pastor Will, what do you mean? Either you will delight in rest, and if you don't, it will whoop you. You have to rest. You will either learn to rest or you will learn from not resting. Number five, there is no restoration without rest. Pastor Will, what do you, what do you mean? If you look at the word restoration, literally the root word is rest. You cannot be, you cannot refresh yourself if you do not rest. Let me say it this way. We need rest to refresh. Being rested means being fully restored to be completely refreshed in body and in spirit. We rest to refresh our souls, our minds, our bodies. Rest is required for, your, for uh, refreshing your sanity, your family, and your friends. You know your friends don't take a nap. Like, you know how you are when you got to You're moody, you're angry, you're hangry. You got an attitude. I ain't had time to put no makeup on. We can tell because you didn't go to sleep last night. That was not aimed at anybody, but like, you must rest to heal. We're better when we're rested. Why is rest so important? Listen, rest is biblical, scriptural, spiritual, and supernatural. In fact, it's a commandment that comes with a blessing. Let me read these verses to you. Exodus 31, verse 12. The Lord has given these instructions to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between you and between me and you from generation to generation. It is given so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. You must keep the Sabbath day for it is a holy day for you. Rest is for you. Anyone who desecrates it must be put to death. Anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. God takes this seriously. Verse 15, you have six days each each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day must be a Sabbath day of complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on the Sabbath must be put to death. The people of Israel must keep the Sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation. This is a covenant, this is a covenant obligation for all time. It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and was refreshed. Rest is holy and blessed. There is no restoration without rest. And we rest because he rested. But if God doesn't sleep, if God doesn't get tired, why did God rest, Pastor Will? How can an omnipotent, all-powerful, all-sufficient, all-knowing God be refreshed? Verse 17 said he rested and was refreshed. Let me tell you what that word refresh means. It means he took breath. Not he took a break. He took breath. Pastor Will, you have to explain that a little bit more for me. Okay. He didn't, when I say he took a breath, after he finished breathing out creation, God breathed in. That's what he's been doing for six days. He had been creating. He had been, cre- he had been breathing. He was creating through speaking. And when you speak, you breathe. That is what makes sound come out, come, come out of your mouth. It is breath traveling over your vocal cords. That is the only way you can talk. I promise you, if you don't believe me, hold your breath and try to talk. You'll look like an idiot, but you'll find out. That's how it works. 
So when he was speaking, he was breathing. And then after, on the sixth day, after he created man, then he went as far as to breathe into that man so that he could become a living being. He was breathing. He spoke everything to in existence. For six days, he breathed out. And on the seventh, he, he breathed in. Why did God rest? He rested because he was done. He didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because it was complete. It was finished. The birds in the sky, he looked at the trees. This is finished. It's free willy. He saw Finding Nemo, and he looked out, and he said, it's, it's finished. It's complete. Six days, he was breathing, 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 and then he... Side note, real cool thing I want you to notice. It doesn't mention God breathing again until Jesus shows up after the, resur after the resurrection to his disciples. It says he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I want you to know something cool about your Bible. What, what I love about this that we talked about in the Holy Spirit series, the word for breath is pneuma. It also means wind. God, it was like he breathed everything into existence. He was breathing, breathing, breathing. He breathed in. And you know what? There's a day coming where he says, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. He's been waiting to breathe on us. We sang about it earlier. It's your breath in our lungs. He rested because it was complete. He knew it was time to stop. He knew it was time to enjoy. He knew when to take delight in what he had designed. He was refreshed, so he, he breathed in. This is why when people are tired, they literally say, hold on a second. Let me catch my breath. He wasn't tired, but he wanted to refresh. If God refreshes himself, why don't you? If God refreshes himself, why don't we? We were made to rest. See, we, we see the holy rhythm of rest from the very beginning of time. The Sabbath principle is spiritual. And the one that designed us to need rest also designed us to find that rest in him. And some of you, you're real smart. You, you know your Bible. You know the word. Pastor Will, Jesus fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the commandments. We don't live under the law anymore. We've been saved by grace. We, we, don't, have to, we, we don't have to take a Sabbath rest. You don't have to take a Sabbath day of rest. But you have to find your rest in Jesus. I'm going to give you some Bible for it. Mark chapter 2, verse 27. Jesus said to them, the Sabbath rest in this chosen series, the Jews called it Shabbat. That would, have been, that would have been the episode that you're on. He says, the Sabbath, the rest, was made to meet the needs of people. And not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. What's the point? First thing I want you to know, write this down. Rest is for you. It's for you. It was made for you. God included it in the creation design for you. Rest is a gift from God. And we can rest in this because God is working when we're resting. This is what he meant when he said, I'm Lord over the Sabbath. He is working when you're resting. Rest gives God the opportunity to provide for us supernaturally. God can do more in six days than six days. Just look around. Week. 
If you want to know what he can do in six days, just look around. The next time you're on your way home, just look around. Just look, look at the roads. He created the person who designed the road. Just look around. He created these lights. He created this microphone, this table, this speaker. He, look, he designed your sneakers. He designed the person who made your sneakers. Just, just look around at what he did. He can do more in six days than you can do in a lifetime. Now, I don't know if you've ever read all the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but here's what you'll find. Jesus was always getting in trouble on the Sabbath, literally all the time on the Sabbath. Go read the rest of the verses in Matthew and Mark that I talk about, Matthew chapter 11. In fact, if you do, literally right before that or right after that, I can't, I can't remember exactly right now where it was at, but you're going to see where it says, and they questioned him about his disciples working on the Sabbath. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the teachers of the law would ask, how dare you forgive on the Sabbath? How dare you teach on the Sabbath? How dare you heal on the Sabbath? How dare you work on the Sabbath? Jesus says, I am the Lord over the Sabbath. In other words, I am the Lord of rest. You got it confused. They, they were so caught up in the law, they didn't understand. He was saying, I fulfilled the law. I am rest. I am that commandment. I'm all the commandments. I'm all of them put together. I am the embodiment of everything you need. I am your rest. They couldn't find it. And God is working when we're resting. God works on the Sabbath so you don't have to. I literally believe this, as I was writing this, I believe God spoke this to me for you. While you rest, I'll work. Rest should be our response to what God is doing so you can rest assured knowing that he's in control. For when, he, for when we rest, he does not. Keep in mind that when you wake up, he didn't wake up. He's already been awake. Rest is for you. So, Pastor Will, how do we rest? Number seven, we have to work at resting. That's a little wordplay for you, but you got to work at resting. Pastor Will, what, what do you mean? Hebrews chapter 4. Therefore, a time of rest and worship exists for God's people. Those who entered his place of rest also rested from the work as God did from his. So we must make every effort to enter that place of rest. We have to work at resting. Rest takes work. One of the, one of the only works that God commands us to do is the work of rest. And watch this. Worship is one of the most important ways we rest. It's how we rest in his presence. When we worship, we rest in him. When we pray, we rest in his will. When we come to church, we rest in the fact that we're not alone. When you rest, when you establish the habit of pressing pause, you are training yourself to put your trust outside of yourself. Taking rest means that you're trusting God. Pastor Will, why is at resting? Listen, resting becomes a form of tireless work. It feels like I'm having to work at resting. Listen to, listen to this. Not only is sleep not rest, doing nothing isn't resting. Rest doesn't mean no work. It's what you do to replenish from work. If you work hard, then you better rest well. Work hard and rest in Jesus. We have to work at not working. Last night, I'll be honest with you, I went to go take a shower, and I just had some worship music playing, and I, I just cried in the shower, and I rested in the presence of Jesus. And I prayed, and I asked him to refresh me, to refill me. Why? Because I'm in a season of my life where I, just like you, I'm tired of being tired, and I needed to rest. And I just rested in Jesus. 
Why? Because there's a fight for your rest. There's a fight for your peace and quiet. There's a fight for your strength. And not only does it take strength to keep going and going and going, it takes strength to stop. Number eight, we rest so that we can run. We rest so that we can run. As Christians, we're called to finish. Scripture describes it as finishing the race, that faith is a race. And it's not about competition, it's about completion. It's not about winning the race, it's about finishing the race. Unfortunately, many people in your life that you know that are Christians will lose, not because they didn't come in first, but because they didn't finish. Because they weren't rested. this is what many Christians experience. This is what we call burnout. They're on fire for God, but they're going at such a pace that now that fire becomes an ember. Rest is one of the best strategies for finishing. What's the point, Pastor Will? If you don't rest well, you won't run for long. If you do not rest well, you will not run for long. Rest so that you can run because Matthew eleven twenty eight. we read it earlier. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary, who are tired. Why, why, why does that matter? The weary always run to something, somewhere, or someone. I want to ask you, what are you running to? For some of you, you're in the right place. I know you've been running, but you ran to Jesus. But others of you, you run to a bottle. You run to people, you run to food, you run to TV, you run to social media, you run to video games, you you run to sex, you run to pornography. You're running to something, and I want to ask you, is what you're running to giving you rest, or is it causing your restlessness? Where do you go to get your needs met? Where do you go with your needs? What do you do when you, where do you run when you're weary? Because I want to tell you where you bring your burdens reveals where, what, and who you put your trust in. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Please listen to this. Be careful where you look for rest. Be careful that you you need, that you have, that he is a burden. And he is a burden. That's all you got to have to come to Jesus. Is a burden. And he says, you know what, give me that in exchange for this, and I'll give you rest for your soul. Why am I telling you this? Because as long as you walk with Jesus, as long as you work with Jesus, you will find the strength that you need to keep going. You'll find the rest that you need to carry the load. You'll find the rest that you need to carry your cross. The Bible says, cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Stop resisting his rest. I know it doesn't make sense, but it will make you whole. 